America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Federal law requires that public schools pay transportation costs to get students to and from their home school when they become homeless. That can mean anything from living in shelters like the mission, with relatives awaiting foster care, or even living in a car. Federal grants reimburse a portion of the cost, and you'll hear the term McKinney-Vento. Those are the legislators federally that back in the mid-80s or so initiated this homeless program to make sure kids get their education even though they are in a transitory lifestyle with their families. Here in Lincoln, the Public Schools Homeless Program Coordinator is Ellen Riley, and she joins me today on Lincoln Live. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning. Thanks for having me. First, how many students are currently bused through the LPS program? So we currently have about 222 students enrolled in our program. Um, we bus approximately 70% of them. Um, those that we're not able to bus, we offer a cab service to get them to and from school. And if we're not able to do that, we also provide gas vouchers for families that do have a vehicle um, or a informal support to help them get to and from school every day. This has been a tough year, 2020. COVID has taken its toll on families who were not in trouble before, but were barely getting by before the pandemic. When those families become homeless, they haven't been, but now they are. How does LPS track those students? So all of our um, enrollment is self-reporting. We do some outreach to be sure that families in the community are aware that we exist and that we're here to support them. We're not here to criminalize them. We're not here to um, make light of their situation. We really want to support them and make sure their children have access to all the supports that they need at school. So, um, you know, for, for COVID, Um, You know, we are seeing a lot of families that have never asked for help before. They're shy to ask for help um, and they're embarrassed to ask for help. So our job is really to be sure that we eliminate that stigma and are sure to share um, how we as a school district can help them um, have access to school and resources in the community. Let's stay with that thought, shyness or embarrassment or uh, just out of respect for themselves. They don't want to dip into that that uh, service. If you hear of someone that is homeless, to what extent does LPS then initiate it themselves? Sure. So um, a lot of our leads, I guess, so to speak, come from different avenues. Um, I cannot do my job without community support. So um, working with the Homeless Coalition, working with Friendship Home, Cedars, The Mission, um, uh, don't want to leave anyone out. Matt Talbot, Center mm-hmm. for People in Need. I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. So um, if we hear of a family that needs a resource, a lot of times they'll call me directly um, or a social, social worker or school counselor may be meeting with a student and they disclose their home situation to that person. Um, and so then my job is to reach out to them and say, you know, you shared this with someone at school um, and we're here to support you. We want to see what we can do to help you get to school. Um, 
we're also flexible. So if that student, especially high school students who are maybe uh, fearful of disclosing information, if they really feel like they have a sense of trust with that school social worker, we can work around that. And I communicate with that person to be sure we get some supports in place that we can offer for the student and the family. Pride. That's the emotion I was trying to think of that prevents some people from dipping into the services offered by Lincoln Public Schools. I mentioned McKinney Vento. That's how I first heard of this. And I wondered, what is McKinney Vento? They are the lawmakers federally that came up with this. Can you take us back just very briefly to the mid 80s or so uh, when this was born? Sure. So McKinney Vento was signed into law in 87. Ronald Reagan signed that into law when um, we were sort of on the cusp of a big homeless crisis. Um, and as part of that legislation, um, there was a real push to address children who were facing homelessness or experiencing homelessness. Um, so that was part of the um, package, so to speak, that was signed into law. Um, and then as part of that, if schools were to receive what's now called McKinney-Vento money and title money, um, there had to be a designated person, in my case, me, um, who addressed the needs of the family. So they're not just, um, saying we'll identify you and then you get a ride to school. Um, there's sort of a process where we have to verify their eligibility, make sure they are considered homeless under McKinney-Vento, um, and then we can offer those other supports to be sure they're, they're served appropriately. I mentioned federal grants reimburse a portion of the cost. How much does it cost LPS to provide this service and what is the reimbursement? Sure. So we pay for everything out of our general fund, and then we're reimbursed by the federal government and NDE down to the penny. Um, so on average, on a regular school year, because I would say COVID is not a regular school year, our numbers are much lower um, than they would be during a regular school year. Um, so we, we spend about $100,000 for the program. Um, about 70000 of that goes to transportation costs. And then some of the funds um, are in title buildings. So if a student is in a title building, so in a building that's identified as um, high rates of free and reduced lunch students, there's extra supports in those buildings to be sure the students are successful. So more social work, excuse me, social workers in the building, therapy services, resource teachers, uh, before and after school programs, which all our homeless students are eligible for um, to participate in. And we really, really, really encourage families to take advantage of that if they're in a title building, which many of them are. Homeless students in Lincoln are provided an education through Lincoln's public schools. Today, the conversation is with Ellen Riley, Homeless Program Coordinator for LPS. Homelessness is transitory. Uh, uh, full disclosure here, first of all, my wife is a bus driver for LPS and has chosen a homeless route. She has picked up students on Monday and Tuesday, but then on Wednesday, half the students are there or no students are there at all. So how do you track families who move into and out of Lincoln as opposed to those who are in Lincoln and become homeless because of COVID, for example? Sure, and I so appreciate your wife and all of our bus drivers that drive our students. We could not um, do the work that we do without them, and they're very, very compassionate to our families. Um, I think the thing to think about really is there's sort of four types of homelessness. So there's the chronic homeless. So those may be the folks that you see downtown or um, single people that are living on the street. Those aren't the families that we're serving. Um, 
we're, we're really serving the sort of transitional homeless. So maybe um, younger families that live in a shelter for a short period of time and then find housing or they end up somewhere else. Um, and then the really the largest portion, I would say, of homeless that we serve are kind of the invisible homeless. So the families that are doubled up, um, that are fleeing domestic violence, that um, don't have a regular place to stay for a variety of reasons. So maybe it's chronic poverty, um, maybe it's a job loss, maybe it's job insecurity to begin with. So they don't have um, that safety net where you have sick time and vacation time. And if something happens with your child at school, you can leave your job and go pick them up without losing your job altogether. Um, so we do rely on the bus drivers a lot of times to say, you know, I came to this location to pick up a child and they weren't there. Um, and so that's when we try and then track them down to see where did you move? Did you find a place to stay? Um, do you still need the transportation? Let us know what's going on so we can continue to support you. Um, or families may call and say, I'm moving and I can't tell you where I'm going. Um, those are the more domestic violence situations that we'll see. Um, and they wanna figure something else out where they have some um, anonymity to keep, to keep their children safe. So um, I think that's the biggest learning curve that I've had with this job is just to realize how big um, and how pervasive the, <clears throat> excuse me, the domestic violence side of homelessness is in our community. Ellen, are you aware of any homeless students in Lincoln living in a car, living in a vehicle with their families? So a lot of that is seasonal. It does happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because our uh, reporting is all um, self-reporting. So no one, I mean, we, what my estimation is, is there are probably about 500 homeless children in the community. We don't know about every single one of them because they may not want to tell us. Um, and that's okay, but we can't serve you if we don't know about you. So um, during the summer and early months, we may have families that live in their car or um, typically what will happen is, you know, maybe mom and dad stay in the car and the kids have a place to go temporarily at nighttime. Um, we've had families that camp. They are um, outside of city limits camping and they live in a camper. Um, and then come to school every day from the camper. They're considered homeless as well. Um, it's not a huge number, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening. Um, I would say maybe less than 10 in a year, um, but every year is a little bit different and every, every sort of cycle is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Again, referring to my wife, she, when she began this route, began be training for a bus driver through LPS, she quickly picked up on the, the culture of respect Ellen afforded these children by LPS because it's not their fault that they are homeless. So I'd like you to talk about the culture and the respecting of a child's need for education, regardless of their living situation. Right. Well, and I would say, um, you know, I was an LPS kid. I graduated from LPS. Um, I didn't need a school social worker and I didn't need uh, to get my food from school and I didn't need clothes from school. So I think um, what's really, really important for folks to know is that we meet every child where they are, regardless of their circumstances. So regardless if they're in the wealthiest area of town to the most low income area of town and everything in between. So I think um, what our what our message always is, we wanna see you, we want you to be in school, we want you to be here. 
Um, school is so much more than just classroom time for kids, um, and especially our kids that are in crisis and have experienced a lot of trauma. Um, school can really be that consistent, safe, welcoming place. Um, and I would say that's the culture of LPS to be sure that we're meeting the needs of those children, um, regardless of their circumstances. So I think, um, you know, we do have families that are homeless that come from other areas of the country because they've heard that LPS is a good school district, that they treat their families well, that there's a lot of resources and that they're gonna get a quality education. Um, and, and I really don't just say that, I hear that quite often from families that are coming from the South or from California. Um, we, do have, we do have quite a few families that, that travel here because they, they want their kids to have a good opportunity to get a quality education and to have access to those resources. Ellen, I'm only recently aware of this homeless program through Lincoln Public Schools, and I've been an LPS lover for decades, and I've never really heard a lot about this until my wife brought it home, and I'm so glad she did. And she loves her job, by the way, Ellen. She loves being a Lincoln Public School bus driver, and if you are out there thinking about it, it it's a lot of work. you got a lot of studying to do, and it's a responsibility, but she just absolutely is fulfilled. She really does love it. I want to thank you very much for taking us into your world, the homeless coordinator's responsibilities through Lincoln Public Schools and to educate the community that there is a culture in Lincoln Public Schools that, as you said, we meet every child where they are. I think that's a key phrase. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you so much. Ellen Riley is the homeless coordinator for Lincoln's Public Schools. Thanks, everybody, for being here with us on Lincoln Live.